0: Here we go. Here we are again, Thursday, August 8th. And I had the uh, honor and privilege of guesting on another podcast from a friend of mine who's done quite amazing things, has some pretty fantastic topics. Uh, and and it really, really hits the point home. Uh, I, I always love doing work with him. Uh, and uh, he had me on. Uh, a couple weeks ago um, and I just caught wind of it I remember I, w- I wanted to get around to uh, to uploading it and to sharing it with you guys because I want you guys to take a look at him as well uh, that's Brandon Hanley over at the Prosperity Practice you've heard us talk on a few other things but his Prosperity Practice is it's just great the, the topics they go over the things that they discuss how they how he he just transitions and generates free thought thought that we all need to en- engage in and to experience um, another fun thing for me is the editing of this. I now get to edit three parts in this intro, my intro and the clip itself. Um, so a lot of fun with that and, uh, new experiences for sure. But without further ado, let's get right into uh, the prosperity practice with uh, Brandon Hanley, uh, my episode with him on July 9th. Uh, and again, by all means, you can Google him, the prosperity practice, Brandon Hanley, check out the rest of his work.
1: It is fantastic. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey there, prosperity practitioner. I am on today with Adam Walton from the. What is that, dude? I can't. I keep. So you put the the in the front there, and that's that's screwing me up. But the Mental Mastery Alliance. Is that? Yes. Did I get that right? Yes, sir. Yeah, you know, look, man, we are creatures of habit and uh, you throw like one small thing off and it, it disrupts us that easily.
0: Well, it's a funny thing. I mean, in, in, this, in the sense of business, it's true. I mean, I put the in and, you know, uh, I originally took it out because, you know, it's not the Facebook, it's not the Instagram, even right. though I, I, I say it now, the. <laughs> but, uh, but honestly, I had, a, I had an issue with one of my builders and one of my designers a long time ago uh, mm-hmm. and, they, and they hijacked my work oh wow so um the uh without the <laughs> i no longer i no longer owned it i didn't wow. I didn't have control over it mm. so i rebranded absolutely everything i added the to mental mastery alliance okay uh and and just changed everything i added those three letters and i completely regained control of my life so that's just a small lesson in uh in in, in, in being you know advantageous you know it, the, the chaos isn't a problem it's just something to overcome. So I didn't freak out when I got hijacked.
1: I said, well, screw you. I'm just going to add a couple words to my name and we're good to go. For sure. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. And I think that that really talks to exactly what we're going to be speaking about today. And, And for those that don't know Adam, Adam is a mindset coach who's been at this game for quite some time. And he was my first coach in the podcasting realm. Uh, when I worked along with you and Sam Crowley and probably the third coach that I've had myself. And what's funny, Adam, is that I look back to our first couple of conversations and I I, I still recall how I took the information you were giving me then and how it's being applied now. So I think that that was really interesting because what you you delivered at the time, I wasn't understanding at the time because my mind wasn't there yet. Right, which is which is really interesting. So then I look back, and I'm like, oh wow, Adam really, you know, he gave me some really great information. This is this is what he intended, and like this is how it all worked out. Um, and I think that one of those things that um, I'll I'll talk about that showed up because this you know, prosperity practice is about getting your mind right, but it's also about like really aligning yourself with the universe. We'll say right, um, and, and things kind of popping up without us knowing exactly how they're going to happen. And in saying that Adam uh, in the contract that you had sent over had said that I would basically, I would double my income when I was done with the um, coaching program and that happened, but it wasn't any way the way that I expected it to. You want to talk about that a little bit? <laughs> um, so first
0: off, like when it comes to contracts, I'm, I'm personally more of a handshake kind of guy, mm-hmm. uh, but The fun thing about contracts is people believe that they're in there. And and now, especially now too, like legalese and all that sort of stuff, contracts, written contracts are mandated. I say take them. Like you have to have a contract. Right.
1: Um,
0: Because that signature is a, a, it signifies uh, mental connection. It signifies uh, your word for for the most part. Uh, It signifies protection. There's certain, you know, uh, certain elements that go along with it that have people more comfortable with what they're doing when there's a piece of paper signed. For sure. Uh, and these are these are all things that have been put in our head. Um, there's no difference between the work that you could have done or not done without a contract, but having the contract allowed you to mentally prepare a little bit more. And I talk about contracts in a sense, and I say the contract, and it wasn't my contract. At the time, mm-hmm. Uh, I had been subcontracted out to another individual, Sam Crowley, as you had originally mentioned. Uh, and we were working in tandem, trying to connect people with their dreams and, and exposing, uh, exposing certain things. It was a phenomenal project. A right. phenomenal project. I loved working with him. I, loved, uh, I still chat with him. He's, he's still a, 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 phenomenal, a phenomenally entertaining individual uh, to work with and to connect with. Now, I say that because when I was connecting with you, I had there was so much of me that went into that original pitch, that original program, that original uh, connection, uh, even though it was through a different company uh, it's the world works in mysterious ways, like you had said, how things are all interconnected right um, my gift one of my gifts is the ability to see sort of who you are, what you're all about very quickly and the world what what's really great about that is the world doesn't want to believe that that's possible because because inside their head. The individual, they're so complicated. Nobody could possibly understand what they're doing or where they're going and all that sort of stuff.
1: Right.
0: Um, there, is, there are a few people on this planet that I've come across that their energy speaks f- far greater volumes than their actions carry them. Uh, and you were one of the few people, and I've said this to you a few times over the years that of, uh-huh. I mean, of the thousands of people that I never gets across, old. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Of the, of the thousands of people that I've come across and that I've worked with, um, right. you stood out. You, 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 in about I can think of I can think of ten people off the top of my head, and I could name them, but I'm not going to. But I could name them of all the people that I've worked with that have stood out uh, and that have left an impact on me. Um, so. Now back to the contract and back to what you were talking about. Um, I used that contract to light a fire under your ass. Yeah. So, and, and what, what that means is <clears throat> it like parlays right back to like the matrix, for example, when he, sure. meet, when he meets the Oracle and, and she says, what's well, really going to blow your mind is if, if I hadn't told you about the lamp, would you, or the the pot, would you have knocked it over?
1: Right. Right.
0: And, and people say, well, what the hell is that all about? Right. So, where you were at that time and uh, this is a few years ago now, but where you were was struggling. Um, maybe not physically, maybe not financially, maybe not any of these things, but you were struggling with what you were being faced with, with, with what was in front of you. Right. Um, and I knew that had I approached you and I had, we sort of had the one conversation and the meet and greet and the chat and the this and that, after you unloaded to me what you wanted to accomplish, where you were, what you were doing, um, had I just taken a regular approach and said, here's what you can do. Here's what you're capable of doing. Here's what we can do for you. Here's what's going to happen if we do this, this and this. And had I been like humdrum about it or anything like that, uh, you would have, you would have not taken it.
1: Right. Um,
0: so I had to add flair. I had to add flair and pizzazz because I needed you to realize certain things inside of you. Um, and that, that speaks more to you than it does to me. I mean, I take for granted, obviously my gift or my ability to, to do what I do. Um, but what that is, is, is that, that just empowers you. Uh, and that, that comes from sincerity. So I drive from sincerity, your essence picked up the sincerity and read into the contract. Uh, and instantly it got dropped into your psyche that you were going to do what happened.
1: Right. Right. Um,
0: and that, that was huge. That, that is huge because, because people, people immediately people want to look for a reason why it won't work.
1: Mm.
0: And what you did was read the contract, read the verbiage, understood what was going on, and you looked for a reason to make it work. You look, you sure. look for the opposite of what society would normally do in that scenario. Um, but you're one of the few people that would. So did you double your income because of me? Who knows?
1: Did well, you yeah, double- Sure. Sure. No, no, absolutely. I get that, right? Like, uh, just like you're saying, like, you know, with the Oracle, uh, with the Oracle spot, right? Like, would it have happened either way? Who knows? But like, I I prefer in this scenario to look back and say that it's because of that and, you know, putting that in emotion and putting it into my head, me accepting it, me believing it. And then I think another uh, really big uh, part of of the whole thing was like, I wasn't stressed out about it. I wasn't pushing to, I just kind of accepted it, right? Um, And I think that you know, as as we have this conversation, that that's kind of how it goes. Like the more that you push on it, the the more that um, you kind of lose the essence of it. I don't I don't know, right? You get what I'm saying? So like, it let's yeah. like you know that.
0: So so to take that from that, right? When I it is it is it's there's a trick. I have a trick, right? And I want to I'm going to correlate this. This is, and anyone listening to this podcast can do this. Just don't tell who you're doing it to that you're doing it. And it works 100% of the time. So anyone that's got the hiccups, right? So these people have the hiccups and everybody knows what it's like to have the hiccups. So we're talking about magic here. The magic of that contract, the magic of, of importance, the magic of the ether, the essence, the everything around us. This is the magic of the world in which we live. Things we know versus things we don't know. Right. If you've got the hiccups or if somebody's got the hiccups, here's how you get rid of it. You take a glass of water, maybe a pint glass, you show it to the person and they can clearly see the water and you say, now I'm going to get rid of your hiccups, right? Tilt your right. head back. Right. So you have the person tilt their head back and then you pinch their nose and you take the glass of water and you make sure that they know how much water is in there. You put the glass of water on their lips so they can see it and feel it. They can't look at it because their head's tilted back. So now instead of the hiccups, instead of thinking about the hiccups or not thinking about the hiccups, they, you you've. you've pattern interrupted them and you are making them think about the water right so you hold and delay, and delay and delay and delay and delay and delay and you just tell them focus on the water focus on the water hitting your mouth delay delay right. delay they're thinking is he gonna screw with me is he gonna pour it on my face is right. this terrible what's going on they're thinking a million different things and then you just drop a little bit of water on their tongue and pull the glass off let them go and say that's it you're done wow yeah. i guarantee you 100 percent of the time that gets rid of the hiccups I and love it. it only doesn't work when you explain to somebody that that's what you're doing, <laughs> for sure,
1: does it ever work twice?
0: Yes, as long as you haven't told them why it works in the first place.
1: Okay, That'd why it works enough. is that
0: you've you've taken the you've taken the concentration away from them. Right. But if you tell them I'm going to screw with your concentration, you're going to think about something else. Right. And they won't. Their their brain will be like, I'm going to
1: think about the hiccups. Screw you. Right.
0: I'm sure. going to prove you wrong. Well, you're going to suffer from proving. <laughs> me wrong. But that's the right. choice you're going to make.
1: Right, right, um, and I think that that's uh, you know that's also really powerful here too, is, and I, this I you know I just went to a Jack Canfield event and and uh, one of the things that he talked about in there is, and this is this is not just Jack Canfield but taking one hundred percent responsibility for the world you live in. What's your world? There's no other person responsible for
0: anything going on in your world, right? Because people are like, "Well, I'm not responsible for that car crash." No, you're not. But your world isn't that car crash. Your world is how you react to that car crash.
1: Sure. Well, I mean, uh, and that's that's the next part that he talks about too. Is uh, I think it's like events plus your, um, the was it your your response equals the outcome, right? Uh, and this still relates to your world and and determining on. An, what it is that you actually see out there. Uh, for, for example, you and I could, could have seen that car crash that you're talking about and we're both going to walk away feeling like something different happened. Can mm-hmm. you talk to that a little bit? Well, I mean, you're talking perspective.
0: Sure. So so perspective is, is, is events that took place beforehand creates your perspective. So when you say, you know, you and I will take something different from a car crash, I could say, that's terrible. I really like that car. It's a shame you wrecked it. Right. Right. I'm not having any connection to the people inside the car. Mm. You can say, I, I don't know, uh, my great grandfather was killed by a fleet of car crashes. Whoever wants to say whatever they want to say about anything at any time. Right. That's what they can say. So you can say, I, I, I feel for the people inside because I understand what it's like or I've experienced one myself and I understand what it's like. And you're not thinking about the car, right? I'm thinking he's wrecked the car. This is terrible. What an atrocious thing. So funny thing is you and I both feel pity, but for two different reasons and two different Mm. things. Um, I could also on the flip side, I could hate people and cars and walk by that car crash and say, good
1: you know, <laughs> so, right. <laughs> no, no. And that's great. I mean, that, a- absolutely. Right. And that's, that's what I'm saying. So our, our, our lifetime of experiences and how we translate those experiences and then internalize those experiences are going to be uh, the result of the outcome, you know, the outcome of what we see there. Well, that's where you
0: judge, that's where you judge reality. Is this real? Well, yes. I mean, I, the car crash thing was, it was just an impromptu analogy, obviously, but I, I always, I always equate this to a baseball game. You know, um, if you're if you're watching a a, a, a game, I was going to say Cubs, but you're not a Cubs fan. What's who's your team? I got the
1: Phillies. I mean, Phillies. if I got if I got to pick a team, it'll be the Phillies. Okay, so
0: Phillies and Mets. There
1: you go. Right. That's yeah. that's a plausible
0: thing that's going to happen, and it does quite often. They're in the same division.
1: All so you time. and
0: I are at a Phillies Mets game, and, sure. and and we're we're having the time of our life. The popcorn is flowing. Uh, subsequently, I'd say that the beers are flowing, but you and I both quit drinking at roughly the same time, which is kind yeah. of an interesting thing. Separately, completely fun. separately, totally together, kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you and I are at the Jays game, hot dogs and popcorn, and and however the song goes. Um, Mets win, Phillies lose. Uh, I'm super excited. You're super depressed. Nothing at all changed. We both came to the we both came to the arena or the the the. <laughs> the diamond the arena right we, we both came to the sporting event gala right, <laughs> in, right, right. in one automobile one automobile we split parking we split the tickets we split the hot dog we split the popcorn we split the whole day because you know we had to feed the kids and get everything taken care of so that we could all get out to the game we had the exact same experience but the Mets won and the Phillies lost so I'm happy and you're not right and and that is that's really neat because people are like well well, okay, so that's my reality. But see, reality, people think there's only one reality, but there isn't only one reality because our reality that day, the two of us was our reality. Right. Different outcome though, different feeling. And then that parlays back to, well, why are you a Mets fan? You know, what have you, what in your life took place that made you a Mets fan? So the reality and the creation of the reality is, is up to you. And that's right. not just, I mean, I, yeah, we're talking about a ball game here, but that's life. That's right. work. That's your job, your husband, your wife, your, your annoying neighbor's dog. All of these things that take place that are what you're thinking aren't what they're thinking because their life isn't your life. Your life is a series of your events that you're projecting onto other people. When you When you have expectations or when you believe something to be a certain way, that's where a lot of depression comes from. Oh, a lot of mm. depression or a lot of anxiety or a lot of disgruntledness comes from people not doing what you expect them to do without realizing that you having expectations of other people is highly selfish
1: <laughs> no i and i like that too right but uh so w- w- it's it's our expectations and when they um when when they aren't being met by other people right it's it's, we get upset, right? We're like, uh, they aren't meeting my expectations. They aren't doing exactly what I expected them to do. Or can we say, I wonder, and the flip side of that is, you know, what we can do is say, uh, I wonder if they're okay today. Right. I wonder what happened with them today because normally or you know, the, the situation can be different. So we had the ability to interpret it in a, in a number of different ways and that's part of our choice. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, absolutely. And that, but you know, the, the headline of this, um, this podcast, for example, the prosperity uh, practice is, you know, we are responsible for ourselves. We've always been responsible for ourselves and we need to make sure that we stay completely responsible for ourselves. So instead of, uh, you know, having sympathy for somebody for a certain reason or a certain demeanor or a certain thought, or, or maybe they didn't live up to your expectations or any of these things, the negative connotation to think it or to speak it allows you to live in it. Mm. um it's hard to avoid it it's hard to like a lot of a, a lot of a lot of everything that we do is taught us to be negative into fear and if you live in fear if you watch the news, you live in fear right you know um and and uh it's it's one of those things where you you have the choice you have the choice to be like i hate this i don't like this i don't want this i'm mad that the Mets or the Phillies lost, you know, all of these, right. I'm mad that that car crash happened. Sure. I mean, are you, are you mad? Like that's your, that's your prerogative. That's your, that's your that's
1: choice, right? That's your, that's, that's, a choice. that's
0: your choice to react in that exactly. way. So if these people let you down, like you said in the, in the, in the, uh, a minute ago, if these people let you down, they didn't let you down your expectations of what they're supposed to be mm-hmm. may have let you down, but you having those expectations in the first place are absurd. Mm. Um, you want to get something done. You want to get a job done. Absolutely, go out there and do it. And there's a million people out there that rely on everybody else to get done what they need to get done, right? And that's fine. The CEO of a company, uh, you know, he's he's delegated a million tasks, and so many people are like, "I want to be the CEO. I want to be the boss. I want to be this, that, and the other thing." But for like 99 percent of any Fortune 500 company, the guy that's running the show for the most part has has started in the mailroom. Like he built his way up. He knows the ins and outs. He's the one that can. Problem solve on the fly, right? And what he did there was take care of his life. He took care of what he wanted to do. He created what he wanted to do.
1: Right. So
0: don't allow don't allow certain things. You know, if you are looking for prosperity, prosperity for the most part is happiness.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're happy, you move forward. You achieve. You 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 collectively
1: mold in with the group. You move. You you you're being prosperous. You know? Right. Right. Um, well, I mean, I mean, I think that's a great question, uh, Adam. What does prosperity mean to you? Um, happiness. Prosperity, means, yeah.
0: prosperity means like if you're if you're being prosperous, you're mm-hmm. growing.
1: Yeah,
0: um, that's kind of what it means to me. And you know, there's there's a lot of times that we're tied. Uh, being prosperous means uh, you know had a good quarter for business or mm-hmm. bought that new car for for the ego, or you know uh, anything anything along those lines. But but prosperity for the most part is is I think the ability to give is is what is what is is what prosperity is yeah Uh, the more you can give uh the more prosperous you are and um and prosperity is imperative it's 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 integral into us being a happy human an all an all-encompassed human every every facet of you must be lit up must be happy about what you're doing right Uh, (laughs) because we're not here to we're not here to push papers we're not here to, to work right. nine to five and and buy a house that we can't afford in a car that we can't afford uh, to drive to a job that we don't want and clothes that we don't want to wear to impress people that we don't like right for the
1: sake of all this bullshit uh and right. and, and, and honestly, we're doing it like i mean everybody's yeah. doing it why so how how did <laughs> how did we end up here adam you know television that, <laughs> you think so i think yeah, i think tv definitely has a huge part to do with it but i mean you know that was probably that that was probably going on uh how did we end up here? I want to say, I want
0: to say easily how we ended up here, because yeah. nobody told us about the magic. And what I mean by that is, is, is the hiccups. Let's go back to the hiccups.
1: Right. Sure, sure.
0: Hiccups. That trick works nine. It'll work ten out of ten times until they know why it works.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So why are we chasing cars? Why are we? Why are we trying to buy houses? Why are we trying to keep up with the Joneses? Mm-hmm. Because nobody told us what it means. Because we don't we don't know the magic behind it, right? I don't I don't need. uh, Let's think about this. uh, An actual true to life scenario is an individual struggling to meet his obligations. He has a wife and one and a half kids. He has I don't know an Audi R eight in the driveway. He has five bedrooms in his beautiful house at this specific address and he's struggling. He's struggling, he's depressed and he's all this crap. Why is he struggling and depressed? He doesn't make enough money. He spends too much money. His wife doesn't do anything for him. His kids are annoying. I don't know. How annoying can they be at one and a half? Uh, I would assume actually a lot. Pretty annoying. <laughs> I've never had kids so I'll take that out the window. But but here's the deal. You know, He needs a minivan and he needs three bedrooms and then he's downsized. He's moved out of that neighborhood. He's dropped the price of the car. He's dropped the price. He's dropped the insurance. He's dropped the, the house, the mortgage. He's paying less in property tax. He's he's What he's done is he's made a choice to reclaim his sanity. And his mm-hmm. sanity, by definition, is what he chooses it to be. So if he says, I'm regaining financial prosperity by downsizing all these things and downgrading all these things, then great. But if he says, I'm losing the image because I'm losing my five-bedroom house, like a bedroom that sits empty right now. Right, that doesn't even have Picasso's in it. Jeez, Louise. Uh. So, we prosperity is massive. Prosperity is huge. Prosperity is different. Um, Business, uh, this, the the world in which we live, happiness, mindset, all of this comes from comes from your your stance, comes from your 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 opinion, comes from what you've seen on TV, what you've heard on the music and the radio and what you've listened to and what you've, what you've surrounded your life with. Right. Right. There's, there's no shame in having a beautiful three bedroom house and a brand new minivan and one and a half kids and a, and a beautiful wife and a job that pays really well. Right. right. But that job can pay you really well. And if you've overspent on your house, car and luxuries for what to impress people, like I said, to like we, we, we buy things with money we don't have to impress people that we don't like things that we don't need or want. right? But we think we need to, so if we can't be happy, why do anything you know? sure yeah and and we could even parlay this back to the to the to the baseball analogy, if you and I are sitting there again watching that game, you can be miserable that they lost, I can be happy that they won, or we can both be happy that we spent some
1: time together and caught a ball game, yeah, for sure, for sure, absolutely, absolutely, um you talk a little bit about like uh, the pattern disrupts, and that that's what I'm accomplishing with. That's the intent of the program I set up with uh, the prosperity practice, right? Um, So putting people into a different mindset where they go through and they take a look at what they actually want instead of looking at what's missing in their lives. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, seeing that there is more abundance in their life than they've ever given themselves the opportunity to do it. Can we talk about like switching somebody from a scarcity mindset to a prosperity mindset? It's a tough one
0: um, and it's, it's, but it's a fun one for somebody like me, like the scarcity mindset. The funny thing that I've, I found is the people like, I mean, it almost makes sense, but like the people that have the most have the most scarcity. Mm. So the people that I think are the most miserable are the people with all the money. Mm. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, um, saving the money, keeping the money. I worked hard for my money. It's my money. Yeah. I want, I, I, I want the money. Right. Mm-hmm. right? right. Now there's a certain amount of money that we need to live. There's also a certain amount of money that we need to make money. So I don't worry about money. Um, that's not because I'm an idiot. <laughs> it's It's just, it's a matter of having your money make money for you. So if you want to be happy, gain knowledge, mm-hmm. knowledge of what to do, knowledge of how to invest. If you don't want to invest because you're afraid that the whole world will collapse, then that's okay too right but that's that's an, an idea and an opinion i 'll tell you this right now: if somebody somewhere pressed a button and all the power went out in the world, every single person would be broke because you 'd sure. have what you 'd have what 's on your back, and that 's it right right we've got the whole world they 're not even working for money anymore because back in the day, remember Scrooge McDuck. Right. dive into that thing and swim around For in sure. coins. Yeah. Imagine, and it, as kids, we were like, hey, man, that looks like a lot of fun. I want that kind of money, right? But, sure. and, yeah. but the reality of an adult is if you hit that pile of coins off a diving board, It'd it's like your neck. neck. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so there's nobody hoarding money. And money also was pointless. You could take a million dollars. I could give you a million dollars, right? I'd say, here's a suitcase full of a million dollars, and I could take you 100 miles into the, into the Arctic. Mm-hmm. With a pair with a pair of Nikes, you know, and a parka. How long until you burn that money or use it sure. as kindling? You know, right. that's that's how valuable it really is. You can't even burn it now, it's plastic. You're not allowed. Um, <laughs> well, in some countries, I don't know if you guys still have paper bills, but we're in Canada, isn't. it's all plastic, yeah. Europe it's all plastic. Yeah. Um, but that's you know, these are all opinions, these are all mindsets. You can work your ass off, right? You can work your ass off for everything you think you own. You can pay your house off entirely, right? and you can think it's yours and you can say I'm not going to pay property taxes right and you realize yeah. it's not your house yeah yeah if you don't pay your taxes the government's going to take it from you anyway so any way you look any way you shape yourself or turn or anything there's a negative connotation to all of it but on the flip sure. side there's a, there's a positive
1: absolutely so
0: so the so the prosperity of the whole thing and and that is it really boils down to how you want to see it how you want to look at it how you want to i don't know i mean it, it there's so many arguments one way or the other right but what are you arguing for
1: well so i mean let's let's i mean let's go back even to just like uh one of the first people you and i talked about was like wayne dyer and wayne dyer has his saying that you know when you change the way you see things the way things you know appear change right so if you change your mindset into prosperity and you see like you know the benefits of it. And you recognize that, uh, you know, we talk about the the amount of abundance in the world you take a thimble to the, you've got a choice. You can take a thimble to the ocean or you can take a dump truck to it. Right. And it's not going to do it. Neither one's going to do a, a bit of difference to that ocean. So when we talk about abundance, we talk about like just the, the massive amount that's out there. Even, jeez, uh, I just listened to a, uh, just watched a Grant Cardone, uh, class the other day and same thing he's he's got the same thing you know changing the mindset from thinking there's not enough out there to to knowing that there's enough out there for you i'm not talking about saying um you know you don't have to not worry about money but like what do you actually want and 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 go for it right and without 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 thinking that you're being bad or evil. And, and this was something else that we talked about uh, in Wallace D. Waddle's book. And this is the one that really flipped the switch for me is this, if you're going out there to get money to just kind of stockpile it and not use it, then you know, that's not really doing you much service. But if you're getting it to live your life to its fullest, we talk about like, you know, bringing yourself to the world or giving to the world. What's your contribution to the world? And you're using it to, you know make contributions en mass, like say, say you and I took this to the road. We would have to, we would have to make enough money to get on the road, to make the presentation, to do the marketing, to, to, you know, set up the venue and all that stuff in order to service more people. So we would need more money to do that.
0: The neat thing about that though is, is are you, um, you know, like when you, when you actually do it right, you're not, you're not, um, you're not trying to make more money right? You're just trying to give, right? So, uh, uh, what, what really happens is this, this stuff goes on the autopilot. So when you start following your passion, uh, you, you do hit autopilot. Like you, you, you just start working and, and the more work you do, the better your message gets, the better your message gets, the better everything becomes. Why people are, why, why people panic is, uh, especially in this field, in this industry you'll see a lot of people that want to be coaches. There are so many people that that do want to be coaches, which is great because those people in their day-to-day lives are pushing prosperity and they're pushing certain things. But there are people that want to be coaches because they think that, like, they're in it for the money. Right. And I'll tell you, if you do anything for the money, you'll never be happy at all, period, in any avenue of anything that you ever do. Happiness, you know, the only happiness you'll find in doing something for the money is a sarcastic happiness which is great, but every single sarcastic person I know, including myself, when I was at my most sarcastic, was dead inside. <laughs> right, right. So, I mean, I use sarcasm now as a great sense of humor because I'm I'm hilarious. I'm absolute. <laughs> but aside from that, I've got the greatest jokes. <laughs> I'm the greatest. I just. <laughs> but uh, but the 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 reality is, I mean, you know, sarcasm. There's a darkness to sarcasm, but um, the. I'm. I'm honestly going to tell you that I, I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> Damn dog! I think the dog threw me off. My inside sweetness <laughs> threw me off. Um, <laughs> yeah, it. You know, it. Uh, it is an interesting avenue to go down when when it comes down to your mind. Um, and every single thing that we've talked about with regards to, uh, to mindset, to prosperity, to beliefs, to this, to that, to how you react to something, to how you do this, to how you do that. I mean, you know, we could go extremely existential and we could start talking some Alan Watts and some Jed McKenna on here, uh, and their ideologies and what they're saying, thinking and doing, uh, because these things are, are, you know, to really find out kind of where you stand and what you're doing, you definitely have to take in as much possible information to the extreme of where you stand so that you can go all the way out there and pull yourself all the way back. Yeah. Um, Now what we were talking about before I lost my, my mind was uh, uh, following, following through with what you're doing, following through with your passion, following through with your sincerity and following through with your happiness. Um, Don't do it for the money and don't get into it. If you can't do it, like if you can't go a year without a paycheck, don't try to become a coach. Right. Um, If you want to keep working, uh, your job and you want to coach small things because you want to help Then do that. Right? right. But there are coaches out there that are charging a um, hundred, 250 grand, you know, per session. Mm. And session is like a class. It's whatever it is, whatever, whatever the, until the goal is. Right. There are people that charge by the hour. There are therapists that, you know, insurance will pay for it. There's a level for everybody. Right. And in coaching as well, there is, there's grades. Like you, it's like you can't expect to take a, a kid out of kindergarten, drop them into a grade 12 class and have them figure it out. Right right. So a coach a coach can charge whatever a coach wants to charge and what they should charge is should be indicative of the level of uh, the, the level of uh, value that they're giving and where they stand. And that's simple. Start off as a 500 go to a 3000, 5000, 10000, 17000, 25000. You just keep leveling yourself up. The more and and the more value you bring Right. To the point where then you learn what to do with it. You learn how to do, how to handle the money, uh, how to handle the influx, how to handle the people, how to handle yourself in a situation, how to pay your taxes, because Lord knows the school didn't teach us that, yeah. how to do it properly, how to do the stuff that you want to do properly. And then when you realize that, that at a certain point, and it's a small point, it's not even six figures mm. once you're at less like once you're at past 60, 70 grand, you know, mm. you're free. Because right. now you have what's called cash flow. Right. And like you said, we can take this on the road. We can be prosperous. We can change more and do more, be more. You and I could put, you and I could put five grand each into an event and walk away with 25 grand. No problem. Right. Right. And that's, that's a drop in the bucket. And, but at the end of the day, it's not about the money. That money then just goes into the ability to put on a bigger thing. Right. And then that bigger thing helps more people. And when you help more people, you can then put on a bigger thing. Right. And at the end of the day, people are like, well, well, how much money do you make? And what are you doing? And are you like, you have all this stuff. I mean, like, what are you going to do? Your house is paid for, your car is paid for, your taxes are paid. You're up to date on everything. You know, you have everything you want. There's maybe there's a boat in the water. Who knows? But at what point is enough enough? Like, why? Why do we need more? Right. And the more people make and the more ambition people have and the more people drive. And you see all these people with their Lambos and their Ferraris and their this and their that. They don't give a shit. They, they, these people just buy them because they're there. I mean, right. I have, I have a, I have a Rolex, uh, it's sitting on there and I bought it because I thought I had to have it. I mean, sure. I've also got a Timex, right? Because well, I've
1: always had to talk about, I mean, talk about like the, the desire and the need to have the Rolex. I mean, what, you know, what do you think led up to that? And, and then, you know, what did it satisfy? And then nothing, you know, right? Okay. <laughs>
0: Absolutely nothing. And it's such a waste of time because you're wearing the Rolex and you're like, I don't want to bang this watch. I can only, I can, and then you're like, I can only, I can only wear this, you know, out to dinner with, you know, certain clientele and people I'm trying to impress. And the funny thing is then you're like, well, okay. So every single person I'm trying to impress to buy this, to get that, to get them to sign on with me, that's, that's bullshit. That's BS. Right. You're not living your true self. Sure. You no. Know, and your true self can be like, no, man, my true self really digs Rolexes. Right. Until you, right. right. Until you're not, until you're not, you know, until you're not, until you don't need it. Like all the people and not even just Rolexes, but like suits and everything like that. I have a collection of suits as far as the eye could see, because that's what we had to wear. That's what we right. did.
1: Sure. And
0: now it's like now it's like, I don't know, we started this conversation before we went live. I just got myself a baseball jersey. I'm a Mets fan. I got right. I got right. the old school Mets jersey here that I've loved since I'm a kid. And right. and I'm super comfortable. The richest people in the room are wearing track suits, right?
1: Right. The
0: poorest right. people in the room are wearing five thousand dollar suits.
1: Mm.
0: And it then it comes down to mentality. So when we talk about prosperity and we talk about joy. And we talk about life and living life. I mean, you can do what you're told to do, which is right. keep leveling up. We've kept, we've made these cars. We've done these things. You've earned your million, go spend 250. Who cares? Right. You don't need to spend the money. You need to make sure that you're fed. You need to make sure that there's clothes in your back. You need to make sure that at the end of the day, you're happy. Right. And I'll tell you right. one thing, all of those expensive toys, the, the, the Rolexes, the watches, the this, the that, the cars, none of them matter. None of them none of them satiate anything the minute you get them especially based out of emptiness you're like well i don't care it doesn't do anything for me right and there's so many people right now struggling going money would solve all my problems i'll take that rolex right you know, i'll sell it i'll put it to good use well no you won't you know because you, you don't you don't have a money problem you have a mentality problem sure
1: sure and, and that makes sense
0: And that's huge. That's a huge realization, right? But there's a lot of people that are probably listening to this right now that went, I don't have a mentality problem. Click. I'm not listening to this anymore. Sure. Right. And they'll never have, they'll never have the answers that they need. They'll never have the help that they need because they think I just need more money. Right. Right. But if I, if I gave somebody that needed money, a bunch of money, right. I guarantee you a month from now, they'd come back with a brand new pair of shoes, depending on how much I gave them, maybe the new iPhone, no money. And they'd still need money for bills.
1: Right. Well, I mean, that's, that's the thing, right? Like um, they, they're still going to end up right where they were before. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: They were talking about that. They were talking about uh, the the powers that be and all that. They were talking about, you know, the guy, the the guy that's running Walmart right now could literally fly over the country and drop $10 million randomly, just, just leaf bomb it. Right. He says, guaranteed that money would all come right back into my pocket in no time. Right. And it would right. all just funnel back into his Walmart store.
1: I mean that—that's what they talk about too, right? Like, uh, you know, even if—even if they were to distribute all the money, it's still going to end up back to the same people who have the most money right now because mm-hmm. they understand it, um, and they understand what they're doing with it, and they, but again, they—they they also, they also practice, uh, an abundance mindset. Um, and, and what's interesting is, uh, in the book, and and the uh, the program, the uh, mastery what was it. The Master Key Program. He, he talks about that. He goes, you know, what's what's big, you know, and always gets bigger, and what's small always gets smaller, right? Or like what's big always gets like a snowball. You know, you you kind of you just roll it up, and it's just going to keep gathering. And that's you know kind of the 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 uh, the idea. Of like if you've already got a lot of money, you're just going to keep getting more. Not if you're setting it on fire. <laughs> We, uh, you know, but, but that's the, that's the gist of it, right? Like, you know, what, whatever's already kind of big in your mind, like maybe scarcity is already big in your mind. Sometimes that just keeps growing because all you do is you look around and you see scarcity. All you do is you look around yeah. and your, your filter is set for that. And that's, you know, I think, you know, I, I've been going through this practice myself, I think since we have met. It's been a, a practice, and it is a prosperity practice of going through readjusting your filters, readjusting how you wake up every day, readjusting how you live your life, and readjusting what it is that you look for in the world to see prosperity nonstop. Uh, it's and, and also in Wallace D. Waddle's book, uh, you, you know, the, the most important thing you can do is is see what you want to see, regardless of how others are seeing it, or regardless of what's in front of you.
0: Well, when you say regardless of how others are seeing it, mm-hmm. this is one of the neatest things in the entire world because you don't know how others are seeing anything, um, but you can project or you can assume that you know.
1: And one sec, I got to pause this, bud. I got to take this work call real quick. Sorry, bud. Yeah.
0: What was I talking about?
1: It was really important. <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> Let's uh. So sorry, I got the uh. uh For My listeners out there, sorry about that. Had to, you know, look, like you said, you know, doing, doing some of these things on the side because it's what I love to do. I still got my nine to five and had to, had to tend to a call on that one. But um, let's talk about like, uh, you know, the whole idea is, and you you talked about this in the beginning too, is like, if we do this uh, with the intent for money, then that's kind of like a loss, loss making uh, proposition. And I always tell people when I first started fatherhood for the rest of us. The idea was I was like, "Oh, I'm doing this for money." but as it, as it continued and as I learned more and as I did more of the inner work and, and you know as I, as I did more of that personal development and developed my space, I came upon the realization about what it was that I was really doing, what I was doing and like you know who I became through that process and like that's what's exciting to me about uh doing the prosperity practice is that sometimes and, and this was mentioned by somebody else i forget who it was but sometimes even if you do the right thing for the wrong reason which is what i was doing it still ends up being the right thing right
0: well there is no there's no right thing wrong reason i mean again our life is a series of reflections right so right. so we're gonna we're going to reflect upon our life and say, "Well, I could have done this, this, and this differently." But the reality is, you're going to do what you were always going to do, you know. And and it's a matter of timing. It's a matter of who you become. People want to know what the what the secret to life is, and you know what the, what's the purpose behind it all. What's the key to life? What's the what's the reason that we're all here? And and the simple answer to that, and the only real answer to that, is we're here to become. Sure. And, you know, people can say, well, you know, my life says, and I've got this and I've got that. And then there are people that are like straight up just watching, you know, all the positive things. Like we were talking earlier about perspective and about, you know, what you see and what you're, what you, you you know, what you're focusing on, what you're seeing and what you're focusing on. Right. There is a, um, there's a meme. uh, I really quite like, Uh, there's two dudes painting in prison and one dude just, he paints the bars and the other guy paints what's behind the bars like the outside he, he can mm-hmm. see past it so he paints a window without bars right sure. so he's he's free right um you know uh charles manson that's uh, a strange thing to on your first podcast to bring up manson right
1: yeah sure do it
0: um our our perception of charles manson is one that's delivered you know i'm not saying he's a good or a bad guy all i'm saying is you can certainly tell that there's a story about him right mm-hmm. And Charles Manson uh, had moments of clarity. There's, if you actually look into Charles Manson, there's a, a lineage of his wealth. There's a lineage of his parents, his, his history, his family. He was a huge environmentalist that was on to some pretty big things, um, but none of us know that. We only know him as a super crazy guy that uh, talked some people into killing some other people. Right. Uh, and then he was pumped full of drugs. You know, but there's some very interesting interviews um, with him in totally clear mind uh, and take from him what you want. The story, believe anything that you want to believe. But um, I, I'm I'm neither here nor there on any of it. Uh, but what I will say is, he was a fascinating character, and I did some research. Right. Um, and 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 the biggest takeaway I got from him was when he was talking about mindset. He says, "I've been in prison." He says, "I've been in prison. I've been physically in prison uh, for the majority of my adult life. for For the majority of everything. I don't know when he went into prison. I don't know how old he was." Right. Uh, but he's in jail and he's, he's speaking out about jail. He's speaking out about the prison sentence and the mindset of being a prison and all that sort of stuff. And, um, you know, prison, you know, we are also talking about pattern, pattern interrupts. He says, you can't put me in prison because I'm inside my mind. Right, right. I'm always inside my mind. And humans, if you take that into consideration, humans are always inside their heads. There's no, there is no um, there's no inside or outside type of thing. Like you can physically <laughs> be standing outside, right. But that's where your body is. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of a thing. And, and, and not wanting to be in prison is the prison, right? If you're, if, if you're in prison, for example, and you really want to be there, it's not right. so bad, it's not so bad at all. Right. And nothing's changed except for what you're looking at and how you're viewing it. Right? Prison also is the fact that prison exists is a, is a pattern interrupt to, in, especially in North America, to have people realize that, um, you know, they're technically in jail, you know, and, and again, it comes down to perspective. You don't think you're in a prison? Try to leave your country. Try mm. to try to walk into Canada, <laughs> you know, and it's not even the Canadian, the Canadian border isn't stopping you. It's the Americans. You can't just, you know, you can't walk in here, you know, you don't have a passport. You can't leave the country without a passport. Oh, right. Why right. not? You know, and And then people say, well, I've got a passport. Right. So then it gets even bigger. So, okay. So now I can't leave the earth or what is the earth? So, I mean, the, it's all, it's all of this, like, it's all a a questionable thing. Like everything that we think we know is, is what creates where we are, what we want to be and how we want to perceive what we want to perceive. You know, I bet you any money prison is not a bad deal for a homeless man in the winter for sure. So when we talk about perspective, prison would be a maybe a bad deal to somebody who has all the freedoms in the world right. uh, and and wasn't expecting to go to jail, you know, but then again, perspective. So we can't, we can't say any one thing, you know, and maybe again, prison may be a good thing for a junkie that, that got cleaned up or sure. who knows? I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff that goes on outside of the realm of what we have, of what we have always thought about. Right. So we as the individual, the individual listening to this podcast right now has to remove themselves from the situation of observing themselves. And this is how you gain as much possible clarity as you can because you are all you've ever had and your perceptions are all you've ever been able to relate to. Mm -hmm. And even the things that take place in life only took place so that you could reflect upon them personally. And the opinions of other people that you're trying to jointly reflect upon a situation with together right. are just telling you things, again, for the purpose of you reflecting upon them. Right. So it, where, where it gets real neat is is that it's you. It's you. It comes down to what you think, what you like, what you do. You know, there are people that don't like, I would never buy a Lamborghini. I'm going to buy a Ferrari, you know, no. <laughs> you know
1: what I mean, I can't buy a Ferrari. Oh, I'll get sure. a minivan. Then. Well, I mean, and I think, I think that that's the other thing too, Adams. Like, I and mean, you got so many people out there, like, well, you don't need all that. Why would you try to get that? And you don't want that. And, you know, you, you, you only, you don't, you don't need it. Right. and who are you to tell me what I, I want and who, what I should have and what I should want to want. Right. And, and I think that we also talk about this too. It's like, um, it's not so much the wanting of the thing it's the attachment to that thing. Right. It's, it's, you know, if I don't get that, then I, I'm not a good person or I can't show the, the world what I've become until I get that. I think it boils down back to the, the, the meaning of life. It's not
0: about the thing. It's never been about the thing. It's not about having the thing. It's about who do you become.
1: Yes. Yeah. Path to acquiring the thing. Sure. No, no. And, and like, yeah, look, we could dive deep into uh, who do you become and, and I don't think it's even who do you become, it's uh, uh who somebody said it the other day is like you're replenished, right? You you're you're restored to your your yourself. Uh, I think is 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 uh kind of a the perception that i 've got at this point in time is that you 're restoring yourself your original self and uh then recognizing that is, is like when you recognize who you truly are it's it's uh, a pretty big impact and uh to me that's that's that 's the whole gist of even just the kind of the start of the prosperity practice is to get people just kind of in a different space and then really lead them to themselves like and who they want to become that's wrong yeah uh i I think so otherwise i mean i wouldn't uh throw it throw the throw the website up there but on the website i think i think i've got on there is that um you know the stories that you've been telling yourself your entire life if they haven't been serving you you need to rewrite your story you need to relook at your story go back and uh, um in in uh are you ready to succeed Book, which i much—I love this book so i've given it away probably this probably the top book i've given away right now but in there you know he has you go back and and go back and look rewrite your stories rewrite like all of your achievements throughout your life i mean because most of the times people look at all the flaws and all of what could have been and all of what should have been versus going back and say wow i excelled here i excelled here i did something awesome here and notice that pattern and go back and look at the story that serves you versus this one that you've been serving yourself that's a steaming pile of shit. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it, it, that, that, that sounds an awful lot too, like um, Don Miguel Ruiz, the, the Four Agreements.
1: I'm listening to that today. I'm almost done listening to it today. It is a great book and everything that's in there is like, I mean, that's all, look, the story he's telling in there is I think everybody's story. It's like an every man's story and, and for me, right? And I think for yourself is like, that's where we are. Do you know
0: how, do you know how, uh, I mean, like what you just said is a beautiful piece of perspective. You think it's an everyman story. Rule number one in the four agreements is be impeccable with your word. Maybe that's rule number two. I don't know. Um, be impeccable with your word is the one piece of advice right. that I would give anyone. You want to be rich? Do you want everything you've ever dreamed in your entire life? Drink this water. I mean, be impeccable with your word. so it's uh it's 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 that simple
1: it's a but but i mean he he really works out i'm gonna have to listen to it again i'm gonna have to buy the book because i so even even that like i didn't even i actually paid for that one outright even with audible credits being available but um, i also i'm gonna have to buy it in in paperback because i can't it makes me nuts to not be able to kind of hold the, the the papers. It makes me nuts to not be able to go like underline something and really, really digest. Uh, and I think that, I think that once you hear it in your own voice too, like whenever you read, you read in your own voice, and and that's just got a certain power of its own. Uh,
0: okay, that's the first time I'm gonna be using one of my props. <laughs> There it is, right there. There If you people haven't seen this, if this book hasn't come across to you, these are the four agreements. Don Miguel Ruiz. This book is an absolute must-have. Yeah,
1: that's. This
0: this is one of those things that you know. Without this, without whether you want to believe it or whether you don't want to believe it, whether you think he's a steaming pile of uh, cow dung, as been mentioned earlier, this is a piece of information. This is a piece of. This is a this is a chunk of knowledge that needs to be inside your head. And that is that's
1: imperative. Imperative, 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 no matter what you do with it.
0: Hmm. No matter what, to, what you do with
1: that knowledge, it's gotta I, be inside your head. I gotta I gotta wonder, you know, is is you know, what he's got in that book and, and I think over the past decade there's been such a transition to this type of mindset. Is this just something I'm recognizing or something yes. that I feel or, or do you feel the same way? It's it's <sighs>
0: Because you started feeling it,
1: <clears throat> excuse me.
0: <clears throat> because you started feeling it, you found me. Uh, I've been here for a while. You changed your mindset. You changed your patterns. You changed your ideas. You waltzed into my land because I'm a waltzer, waltz. And um, but I also waltzed in here because we all waltz. We're just waltzing around. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that's it. And you know, what's really cool is, you know, you're going to, you're going to pick up some stuff and you're going to go on your own tangents and you're going to find some things. Um, and you're going to see stuff that's really important to you. Um, but the real, the real key is that you've, you've started asking the questions and there are so many people that have started asking the questions, um, and that are forcing others to ask the questions because right now what we're doing, mm-hmm. if, if, you know, if a hundred people listen to this podcast today and they say, well, that was crap, <laughs> that's fine as long as there's one person that took one thing from this and said you know what i will look into that or i will think about that
1: i think it plants a seed though either way right i mean uh even even if even if today somebody says it's crap a year or two later they're gonna look back and be like oh my god i can actually pinpoint when this idea or concept entered my mind and and like you know took took hold but i mean can you trust that Right. Because did it,
0: did it come into your mind or did you, did you go and seek it? You know, fair, and then yeah, fair day, I mean,
1: where, where do our thoughts come from? Right. I mean, oh, if of course. we, we got to ask the question, you know, where, where do our thoughts even come from? Right. Am I having the thoughts or are they being delivered?
0: Of course. And, and, but you know, that that's, what's really, that's, that's, I mean, there's so much about literally so much about everything that we're doing that it's like, we, there's so much shit we just take for granted. Uh, This is, this is called mental autopilot. Um, Right. It's the same as like, if you think about anyone that wants to talk about mental, mental autopilot for a quick second, think about, think about backing your car out. You're going to work, you're going to get in your car, you're going to back out of the driveway, you're going to go to work. You have to walk out of your house with your keys and everything that you need in order. You need to open your car door. You need to throw your bag into your car. You need to put the key in the ignition. You need to put the car in a reverse. You need to make sure the garage door is open. You need to apply the proper amount of pressure to the gas pedal and to the brake. You need to understand how to operate a shifter up and down reverse drive. You need to make sure that you're not going to run over any pets, children, garbage cans. You need to do all of this sort of stuff. You need to absolutely keep in check. You got to make sure that your seatbelt's on. You got to make sure that everything's done. The mirrors are all in place. The mirrors are all in check. And then you have to merge into already moving traffic. Vroom, here we go. Right, there's a million things that you just did that you didn't even
1: think about. No, man, it's all it's all it's all been built in, man. It's all it's been all, programmed.
0: It's all autopilot. And also, yeah. how many times have you been driving home? I don't know, late at night, middle of the day, whenever you want. You've been driving home and you realize, Jesus, you just snap back into it. You're like, I've I've been gone for like five
1: minutes. Oh, all the time. All the time. Yeah. Right?
0: So, so that's your brain disappearing, and that but that's you running on autopilot. Well, that's
1: the power of the subconscious. Sub- of subconscious is, is is rocking and rolling. All look. I never learned how to pump my heart. No, no, you didn't. No, <laughs> I can do that. I do that. That's one of my but, tricks. But I think that that's amazing. To me, that's just amazing. I never, I never learned how to, you know, make my lungs work right. Uh, so I think that those are those are some th- we we give we give our subconscious very little credit for, and we give ourselves very little credit even with what we're known born knowing how to do right? Breathe <laughs> and pump blood, create blood, grow hair. I mean, there's a, there's a lot we came preloaded with.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and like I was saying there with the, with the, with, I mean, what you just added to it. And then I'm, I'm talking about too, the, the, the memory of, of, of habit and all that sort of stuff. There's another one, there's another book too, uh, uh, the power of habit, uh, uh, not Delwig what is his, i can't remember
1: his name anyway that's it's a solid book sorry i, I digress habit, right yeah the atomic habit yes yeah it's a good book yeah, clearly the last name is, the guy's last name is clearly i yeah. think and that, that i james think it's Cleary. Great. james yes. Cleary, james Cleary, the atomic Cleary. habit phenomenal, right. phenomenal. Great, great book yeah yeah so
0: but um, the what, what i was saying with that is um when we start and i got to get this point out because it's very important get it when you when we start when we start acting as if our memories are automatic we start losing who we are and we start not being able to uh to logically deduce a new situation a new a new piece of information it's like it's like once believing in santa claus and always believing in santa claus right that's an extreme obviously but that is that is that is the result of not being able to not being able to adapt how you think about what you think about
1: right but I mean, that also indicates that, uh, you know, changing your beliefs is relatively easy to do. Well, What are your beliefs? Your beliefs are just results of things that have happened, right? I mean, uh, you know, if I'm going to steal from Abraham Hicks, it's just the thoughts that you keep on thinking. You know, you keep thinking. I believe thought, that. Right. You know, <laughs> but I mean, you just, like, you know, over and over again, be like, I believe this. I believe this. I believe this. And, oh, my God. I don't believe it anymore. And then you just move on. Mm hmm. Um, and I think that that also that also talks to the fact that like you know people are like people want consistency, but if if, if you want like a, a person to stay you know where they've always been in their entire lives, and you know you go to that person because they they are reliable for this one thing, if if they never change, that's that's sad to me, right? That's like watching a stunted tree.
0: Well, they hold their purpose. They they serve their purpose. Those people because. I can, I can attest to that. I mean, you, you can gauge from those people how far you've come.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so exactly.
0: when you look back, when you look back and when you see sort of where they are and what they're right. doing, like Man, uh-huh. I was right there. But that also therein lies the, the, the scenario where you're sitting right here. And like I said, you waltzed into my world there. Mm-hmm. Um, you grow into people and then right. you grow out of people. And as you grow right. out of people, you're growing into new people and new scenarios and new situations. Right. So life is, life is predominantly growth. And if you're stagnant, that's terrible. Mm. But the fun thing about, the fun thing about people that are stagnant, none of them are listening to this podcast. (laughs) So, I mean, there's, there's, I don't even know if there's a podcast for stagnant people. It could just be like, I don't know, talking about cars. No,
1: they're, they're out there they're totally out there. I'm not, I'm not calling them out, but
0: (laughs) I'd actually love to, I'd love to go and listen to something. I mean, for me, it's like, I, 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 there's a lot of stuff I can't listen to. There's a lot of stuff. I, I have a hard time digesting. I mean, uh, television, most, most mass media, I have a hard time digesting Uh, anything that doesn't spark any sort of interest. I have a hard time digesting because it doesn't make any sense to me. For sure. Um, But I mean, the the podcast, like we were talking about the dumb podcast, I can think of one off the top of my head. Uh, People talking about shows. You know, let's get on the TV and talk about television shows. What did Kardashians (laughs) do today?
1: Right. Well, like TMZ or even like, you know, Chase. To me, it never made sense to me. Like I never really uh, gave a damn about uh, famous people or actors, right? Like why? Why should their lives uh, have any influence over mine? Like, and, and why do I care about what they're doing? Because they're on TV? I don't care. Well, and there's another thing too. I mean, think about the celebrities, right? Think about.
0: Think about the paparazzi. Think about think about you as an individual. If you would lose your shit over seeing I don't know who's famous, Brad Pitt walking down the street,
1: right?
0: What what does that say about you, right? So ninety nine percent of the world wouldn't care. I'd have right. to assume wouldn't care that Brad Pitt's walking down the street.
1: Right.
0: Um, anyone anyone? So that if ninety nine percent of the world wouldn't care, then wouldn't the the paparazzi in fact be fabricated? You know, like wouldn't this be wouldn't it be a lie wouldn't it be a lark wouldn't it you know I don't care that Brad Pitt's right there so why does he have to worry about 800,000 photographers people losing their shits like it's not the Beatles I mean the beat even if the Beatles were right there all right. of them all of them right. back from the dead if they were sitting there having lunch I'd be like well oh, <laughs> that's cool you know but I wouldn't I would no point would I lose my shit we
1: got we got to get the band
0: back together boys yeah I hope you guys are gonna put out some new records or something I mean, all <laughs> this is the
1: weirdest yeah. thing in the world this is great well so, adam adam we could do this for days i know that we could but we got to wrap it up brother where i think i think that we should we should call this one a to be continued um sure to be continued where should i send people to go check out the infamous adam walton
0: um i mean you know for this one we're there's nothing i've, I've got no offers on the go this is just a fun thing i always love chatting with you uh, i'm not looking to sell or promote or do anything but if you're interested in anything that i've said certainly check me out uh, instagram.com the mental mastery alliance um, the mental mastery Alliance.com. Uh we, i've got a brand new project on the go it's quitting to achieve uh, it's my absolute baby pride and joy we've got a ton of coaches involved in that um, you know it, right now it's just it's all about it's all about prosperity i'd like to practice a little prosperity these days so Amen, brother so you know if you're if you're looking for me you can find me definitely through brandon Uh, And you can certainly find me at the Mental Mastery Alliance. Uh, I'm pretty easily marked and everywhere to be seen. um, And I'm pretty opinionated. So be careful.
1: Adam, thanks again for popping on today. Always a pleasure, my friend.